if hiring Derek Mason away from Auburn University last year wasn't a wake-up call that maybe we've arrived when it comes to paying big boy money that can get big-time coaches from big boy universities to come to Stillwater, Oklahoma. If that was a sign of us arriving, then let's kind of talk about what it now means to have hired Brian Nardo from Gannon University to come in to Stillwater, Oklahoma. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me on Twitter at All Day of State. You can find all of us on any podcasting platform. We are also available on YouTube. Today, we are partially brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. So, if you haven't heard, it's out the news that Mike Gundy has sifted through the piles of rubbish to find the diamond in the rough once again in Brian Nardo, defensive coordinator out of Gannon University. Now, when I first saw this, it almost felt like a little bit of a middle finger from the head man himself. Because, yes, last season we went out and we paid big-time money to get Derek Mason to come from Auburn University. And that was a massive hire, definitely the biggest hire in Oklahoma State University history football as far as being able to, quote-unquote, steal somebody of that stature to come into Stillwater. It was a sign of things to come, or so we thought. Now you see this hiring of Brian Nardo, and although I, I think the very first reaction is, what are we doing? How do we go from being able to, to do that, to be able to hire somebody um, like a Derek Mason to going back down to, to sifting through the D2, D3, and AIA JUCO style of ranking system to establish who our next coordinator is going to be. You know, and, and again, I, I understand the philosophy behind it. Gundy doesn't want people to come in that are going to leave immediately. Gundy doesn't want people that are going to come in, you know, use this as a launching pad and bounce. I understand that. And I completely get that. But if we know this is a year that we need to swing for the fences, we've got to do something a little bit different. It almost feels like this is yet another message from Gundy saying, okay, watch this. I mean, it worked out for Mike Yersich, not so much for Sean Gleason. But the thing of it is, where I find a little bit of concern, and, and I'm not super concerned of the hire in and of itself, which we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. I actually think it's a pretty decent hire. My issue is, if we know that, you know, Joe Bob Clements is somebody that is waiting in the wings, and this is another instance where we're, we're bringing somebody in to help him with a little bit more of the in-game planning, right? What you need to, to look at visually to, to flip everything on its head. You know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad move. I think the frustrating part for me specifically is just the seeming 
lack of give a hoot, I guess you could say, from Gundy in in regards to how this whole process went down. If we talk about mitigation of risk, this whole process could have been managed much better. I understand that the news about Derek Mason got out a little bit too soon. But there's a lot of coordinators that you could research and you could find that are good fits. Now, for what we have coming back, this is still a good fit. This is not a time to jump off the cliff. Is it fair to have the conversation about why does Gundy always go the D2, D3, NAI route just to say, ha, 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 nobody saw this one coming. Why does he do it? Well, I think the answer is obvious. He wants to, to be looked at as that guy that doesn't need to go get big-time hires because he can go get somebody from Shippensburg State or Gannon or Valdosta or Youngstown. It doesn't it, – Gundy doesn't view things that way, which is odd, okay? So he says that he does some of this hiring based off of the analytics. He goes off the analytical side of what made them be so productive. So why does he go for analytics when it comes to hiring, but he doesn't go through analytics when it comes to game prep and in-game decisions? Again, the oxymoron side of that is bothersome to me, right? You can't claim, well, I guess you can because he does, but the, the claim is I go through analytics heavy and I come up with these gems, like Mike Yersich, like Sean Gleason, now like a Brian Nardo. But then also throw the analytics out the window when it comes to the game. Should you always rely on analytics? No. Should you always rely on just your gut instinct? No. There's got to be a healthy mixture of the two. So I hate the fact that he'll hire based off of analytics, but he won't coach based off of the analytics during the game. It's, it's, it's another frustrating head-scratcher. So I've seen some O-State fans that have gotten kind of bamboozled and, and ran over for suggesting this is another middle finger type of hire by Mike Gundy. Realistically speaking, it kind of is, right? But this is his MO. He's going to, uh, you know, try to prove you can do less with more once again. And that's fine because of the situation that we have around him. Everything that we have surrounding him makes this hire not only good, but something that we could potentially flourish off of. Because as we've talked about before, when you have all of these coaches that have been on staff, like Coach Duffy, like Coach Hammerschmidt, like Coach Richmond, like Coach Joe Bob Clements, these guys have been here for eight years, 10 years, 12 years, 14 years. These guys have been here long enough to understand that they know how to get the best out of the players. They know how to talk the players the, the, the best. But now we're going to evolve again with this 3-3-5 stuff, which we have, we've tried to run previously. So we know Gundy is a very big fan of it. And then if you look over and see what ACOC's done over at Iowa State, he's kind of the, the benchmark for how that defense should be run. K-State does a, a good job of running some of it, especially even last year. TCU runs a very, very good rendition of it. So I, I understand that we flirted with this 335 thing before. It's something that we've always kind of wanted to do. This is, you know, proven historically from Gundy because this is not our first go-round at this style of defense. And then, again, you factor that with all the guys that have been here forever and some of us, like myself, who thought maybe this was just time to give Joe Bob Clements that, that step up, give him that job. This hire does make sense when it, when it comes to bridging that gap. Speaking of bridging gaps, guys, you know, when it comes to betting, 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college football, basketball, World Cup, we've got you covered at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, we have you covered there as well. You're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Okay, so why is this not necessarily the worst thing in the world? For starters, right, he was named, you know, one of the 35 top coaches under 35, which means he's not quite a man yet. Uh, He's not quite 40. So he's got some work to do in that department. Maybe that's it. Maybe Gundy's bringing him in, hoping him that that he'll allow him to get to that 40-year-old. He's a man, Mark. And then have a, a hand in what he does after 40. Who knows? But realistically speaking, is it a random hire? Yes. Did Captain Random strike again? Yes. Does it kind of infuriate you a little bit? Yes, because we know we can go get bigger fish. And, um, yeah, it is what it is. But if we're looking at the bright side, let's not talk about Gannon University, although he did come in and improve their defense, coaching linebackers and being the defense coordinator by over 120 yards a game. So they were giving up an extra 120 yards a game before he was on staff. So if you're going off of production – uh, that that is going to be massively beneficial. And for you guys who don't know, Coach Solich got let go of Nebraska, took over at Ohio. This gentleman, Brian Nardo, played at Ohio. So you know that he's got some systems in place, right? And the way it was taught down very effectively, Youngstown State. Youngstown State is somewhere that's kind of got its, its knowledge as far as our fan base is concerned because that's where the Stoops brothers went, played, coached, kind of used that as their launching pad. So this was a guy that people were looking to get. Was it going to be right away? Maybe not. But let's talk about why it still makes sense. Okay, so I think the most common sense idea was to promote Coach Joe Bob Clements, who's coached defensive line and linebackers uh, at Oklahoma State, and he's, he's helped in multiple other areas as well. He's been here long enough to get this job. He's already been passed over for this job a couple times. Now, we did name him Co-OC, which I don't think is just pencil whipping a title down. I think there is actually something constructive here. Let's just say that Joe Bob Clements is ready to be that guy. Everyone in the locker room knows it, and we know that's the case because nobody has left, right? There's not a single player in the defensive locker room since we've gotten all of these new transfers in that has gotten the inkling to leave in any capacity. Now, we know we are very safety, safety safety-loaded on this team, and we've talked about it before. We had some on the program. But I think that this is actually a decent chess move by Gundy because you're taking the coaching staff that everybody knows and everybody loves that everybody's comfortable with. The terminology, clearly they'll be able to relegate as they see fit with Coach Nardo. Because it's going to be less communication on them, less communication on the players, and more of the communication is going to come down to him. And again, this is a situation where that co-title isn't just an extra little fancy hyphen. I think that it actually has some valid merit this time around. If all of us who thought Joe Bob was the right guy to be promoted, then all of us should also be fairly cool with this hire. Because again, before we got Jim Knowles to come over from Duke, This is the defense we were already trying to make work. 
right? To be honest with you, it's surprising that we shifted away from it as we did, but clearly Jim Knowles had a reason for the shift. And if you look at last year's any indication, I think that shift would have been he could see the writing on the wall that there was going to be a large lean that we were going to have on the defensive line. We no longer have that large lean. Now, do we still have quality guys that are going to, that are going to wreak havoc? Yes, we absolutely do. But at the same time, we have more safeties right now than ever before. Quality safeties, I should say. Not numerically, but quality safeties. We've got a number of safeties that deserve to start that can start. Right? Everybody knows who Kendall Daniels is. Not a lot of people know who Trey Rucker is. Obviously, if you watch the bowl game, you got a little indication of who he could be. But we've been talking about Trey Rucker since before this program even necessarily got rocking and rolling as somebody that was going to be a viable candidate. Lyric Rawls, you saw him massive amounts of production, especially in the red zone. He's going to be able to cover the, cover the field and do a multitude of things. And then you have people like Raymond Gay, who you know is going to be massively beneficial. Cameron Epps is somebody who can rotate multiple ways. Ladarius Webb Jr. is somebody like a Cam Epps and a Cam Franklin that could do a multitude of things. The depth that we're going to have at safety equals more talent, equals more speed, equals this 3-3-5 does make a lot of sense. So now if you've got coaches that have been doing this forever at Oklahoma State with these guys, these players, they understand the terminology. Now they're going to take this 3-3-5 that Gundy's already flirted with. We know good and daggone well that Gundy wants this 3-3-5 thing to work. Jim Knowles did too, but Jim Knowles had a different philosophy of how to shift some things and cater them to the talents and, and strengths that we had. I would have argued that this last season, maybe 3-3-5 would have been a good idea because of the, the loaded, loaded for bear safety core that we have. Now we're going to have an opportunity to, to do that. Instead of just focusing on nickel and dime type of coverages with the 3-3-5, it allows more of your athletes to get on the field. Now, does that have a negative reflection sometimes in the running game? It does, but it's not like we were killing it in that department either. So from a defensive perspective, again, I don't think that this is a reason to be completely freaking out. Is it a little bit of a middle finger by Gundy? In a way, yes, it is, right? It's, it's his way yet again of saying, I don't have to hire like everybody else. I can do my own thing, hold my beer, watch this. Okay, Gundy, we will hold your beer, sir. We will gladly hold your beer and see how this works because from the talent, okay, we check that box, and this hire makes sense. From recruiting and keeping everybody happy, check that box. Keep all the coaches, keep all the staff, keep all the vernacular, the terminology. Check that box. Everybody's happy. Bring in somebody that can maybe get more out of the specific areas that we have targeted and keep everything kind of copacetic in the locker room. Right as In my opinion, it was go make a big splash or kind of leave things, just leave things be with all the coaches that we have on staff. That's kind of what this is, is it not? This is, in my opinion, Gundy kind of saying, we know we have the coaching staff to get it done. We're just a little bit reserved on whether the play calling and, and relaying everything on the field is going to work out. And we do have some evidence, right? We, we did let, uh, for the bowl game against Notre Dame, we let Coach Joe Bob, and I, I think it was Coach Duffy, um, alternate kind of the, the play calling duties. And Gunn even said it was a disaster, that the communication was off, so it just wasn't quite going right. So in the second half, they did away with it and had somebody come down on the field instead of being up in the box. And, and 
you know, create uh, an, an unnecessary layer of communication. And then we saw the second half of the Notre Dame Fiesta Bowl it worked out in our favor. But we do have some small, small sample size of maybe the communication between the coaches on the headsets and how to relay it on the field to the players with Joe Bob maybe isn't the greatest. So maybe this is another instance where we're giving Joe Bob a little bit more time to grow, a little bit more of an ability to, to diagnose from afar up in the box. This is what they're doing. This is what I need to do to fix it. Because we know he knows what he's doing. We know he's got the, the faith of the players, the faith of the locker room. We know what he can do on the recruiting trail. We know all of these things equal you should be the next guy, which is why I think a lot of us thought that that's what was going to happen. Even though we did flirt with some of the Jim Leonard's of the world, even though we maybe did have a conversation with Jim Knowles, this one kind of is, yeah, it's a little bit out of left field, but in the grand scheme of things, we should actually maybe view this as a net positive. Because all this is, is Joe Bob and everybody else staying in place with somebody that can inject a little bit of life and change the scheme up a little bit as well. Now, are we going to shift crazy away from what we're doing? Probably not. But is is the 3-3-5 the three, three, stuff going to be easy for everybody to learn? Yes. Because, again, these are the same coaches that were on staff when we made that transition from the 3-3-5 three, three, last time. A lot of those guys are here. So – some of this transition is going to make a lot of sense. And then again, if we keep the terminology vernacular kind of the same, the players are going to be able to fly around the field without having to think a whole lot about what they're doing, which is exactly what you want. You don't want players thinking and or overthinking anything on the field. You want them to be able to fly around at 197,000 miles an hour and make plays. This speed that we have coming from the safety position is going to allow us to do that. So, if you look at it from keeping everything copacetic, it works. Keeping uh, recruits engaged, it works. Adding some youth into, into, into this equation, it works. So as much as, you know, I, I think the knee-jerk reaction could, could legitimately be, why are we bringing somebody in from Gannon University who was at Youngstown in Emporia? You know, it's fair because we've seen this song and dance before from Gundy and it's less about I'm going to find a diamond in the rough and it's more about, ha ha, watch me control stuff. We know it and it's fine as long as it's productive. So if this equals of the, the amount of production that we all hope, then uh, yeah, so be it. I think it's potentially a good hire anyways. Do I think it's a little bit of a middle finger? Yes. Could we have got better? Yes. But if this was the idea that we really, really, really want to give the, the job to Joe Bob, but we got to capitalize on all the talent we have in the back end, maybe, uh, you know, maybe give him a little bit more time learning how to diagnose things because your ability to diagnose what's happening and what you're doing and what you practice on the fly and figuring out ways to change it that the players can understand on the fly. Right, that's a big part of coaching. So maybe that's the part of the game that Gundy thinks Joe Bob needs a little bit more growth. And if that's the case and you're, you're here to exploit the talent that we do have, just like offensively, if we're simplifying everything, 
because we're no, we know we're super loaded in the backfield and we want to find a way to, to be more creative in the run game, then we're all for it. This is, again, this is a sign of a little bit of a shift. Hell, if anything, this was a sign of an old school shift in Gundy going back to the ha-ha, hold my beer and watch this hiring way. But it is what it is. And so now we are in this position where we are all holding the beer and we will gladly do so as long as it is productive. Speaking of being productive, you all know the sponsor beyond all sponsors is Bill Barr. Bill Barr has kind of been the bee's knees for a while for me. If you're looking for a protein bar that actually tastes like a candy bar, you cannot go wrong. And actually, you can't find anything better than Bill Barr. With only 130 calories, 17 whopping grams of protein, this is, this is really the best route for you. And right now, do yourself a favor. Run on to Walmart. Grab yourself a four-bar box of Built Bars. Or you can run on over to Sam's Club and get you a 13-bar box. And make sure you hit all of the flavors with brownie batter, churro, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. You're going to thank me later. But thank yourself right now. Go grab yourself a box of Built Bar. So, yeah, guys, it's not all bad. We can view this hire in a good way as a good thing. Yeah. Sky ain't falling. Everyone on the defense is happy. Now, the safeties are going to even be more happy because they have more capabilities to get on the field. And that's the strong suit of this coming season. So, I get it. It makes sense. We get to keep all of the coaches on staff happy that we're going to potentially take over anyways. And now they get to learn a little bit more of this 335 stuff that has kind of caught wildfire. So thank you, ACOC. This the, the the sign of things changing is good for the most part. So don't be too freaked out about it, y'all. This actually is a pretty good hire. All things given, I, I, I would uh, I would say this this could work out very well. So let's hold that beer, Monsieur Gundy, and let's see how it works out. Because we're all hoping for the best, and the possibilities are endless, right? It does look like we're trying to gear things towards our strong suits. Got to be happy about that. At least I am. So. I think that's all we got for this one. Until next time, as always, I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. And I'll catch you on the next one. All right, y'all. Thank you for stopping by and making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Later. <laughs>